Welcome to episode 76 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me tonight are Ian Stormtrooper Sharpley. Woohoo! And Matt Cantina Casal. <laughs> Did I get that right? Zavarilius? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got it. You hit it. it. You hit your mark, man. It is late night, Friday night, October 3rd. We are fresh off the hour premiere of Star Wars Rebels, and we are here to bring you, our lovely audience, a fresh review of the premiere pilot instant of Star Wars Rebels. Instant reaction. <clears throat> yeah, too bad that this reaction's gonna wait a couple days, it's gonna sit a little bit, it'll be out on Wednesday. So, sorry guys. But when they get it, it'll it's, be... Yeah, 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 you're right. It'll be instant. It'll be, yeah, instant, we, like we instant rice. We won't have had three days to sit on it. No, 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 no. This is fresh in our minds. We're all set. We have the visual guide right in front of us. Ready, but how do we start podcast? I don't know. Tell me. A little sitcom I like to call "Cleaning House with Mr. Sauce." <laughs> Is that like a like hanging with hanging Mr. Mr. Cooper, Cooper spinoff, yeah. yeah. or Charles and Charge? Aww. Well, you can clean house with me every single week here on the McSauce Podcast, which comes out on Wednesday. You can go to the McSauce.com page where you will find said podcast along with reviews and our lovely web comics on Tuesdays and Fridays. You can go to the Facebook page and check out uh, some of the things that we post on Facebook. We had a lot of good feedback from the past weekend's Comic-Con on there. We actually received 20 likes in the past three days, so that's Actually, that's like the entire, the entirety of our likes. So, being a um, Facebook neophile as I am, what does that mean? Does that, does that mean, mean people follow us now? Yeah, stop it. Yes, that's what it means. I'm <laughs> people, serious. Like, uh, you yeah, know, it's, it's you know like, how on Twitter you can just yeah. go on, you can just you know favorite something, but you yeah. don't follow them. You're not really involved. You're just favoriting. Is yeah, no, like, this, like a, a like is like a follow. So whenever you go on your Facebook and you're looking through the updates of the day, you can go through and you can say, hey, McSauce just posted a new webcomic, or they have their podcast up today, or a review. I'm going to go and check this out. You get updated every single day because mm. that's what we do. We update our fans every day. So go to the Facebook page and check that out. You can get the podcast on iTunes where all official podcasts reside. Go on there, subscribe. They'll send it right to your phone. It's easy. Nobody has to find it on on the internet. Who knows what's on the internet? You can't find anything there. But if you go and subscribe, it'll come right to your phone. And if you go on the internet... I couldn't even find the fappening pictures on the internet. And God damn it, I was looking! How dare you that you couldn't find those? But you know what? As your friend... As a professional... I was able to help you out with the fappening pictures. We're on the fappening three right now, so super excited about that. <laughs> the three cool. Yes. It's like the revenge of the fap. Oh. You can go to Podomatic and download and stream there. You can go to Stitcher Radio if that's your thing and stream on Stitcher Radio. Um, and as always, we really like the feedback. You can leave comments on mixos.com. People don't do that enough. 
Leave the comments there. We'll be able to see it. Everybody that comes to the page will be able to see all of your feedback. Because not everybody has Facebook. Paul does not have Facebook. Don't have it. So any of the comments that you leave, I have to screen cap and send over to Paul. But if you leave them on the page, he'll be able to take a look at them and respond to you. You won't have to have my watered-down, shitty version of what Paul says to me and then I pass it (laughs) along to you. You can get it straight from Paul's mouth. So leave comments there. Leave... That's disgusting. <laughs> Some people like stuff straight from his mouth. You can leave comments there. You can leave them on iTunes. Leave them on Podomatic and leave them on the Facebook page. We really appreciate all the support that you guys have shown us and um, are looking forward to you continuing to support the product. And some of the support that we're looking for will be coming up this October 12th at 6 p.m. at Hack Pittsburgh. We're going to be doing the Pittsburgh podcast races. We are doing a debate style live podcast with audience participation and everything uh, against the Nerdcast and Chathutube. They the are nerd, taking the Nerd Exchange. The the Nerd Exchange. What did I say? The Nerdcast. The Nerdcast. The Nerd Exchange of Western Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, I was wrapped up in it. Hack Pittsburgh is in Lawrenceville. For those of you familiar with the Pittsburgh neighborhoods. Yes. Well, that's good to know, because I was not sure how to get there. Yeah, it is at 1936 Fifth Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA, Sunday, October 12th, 6 p.m., I'd imagine, get there maybe a half an hour early. Um, We really would like your support. We need some home court advantage. Home ice advantage? However you like to slice it up there. More importantly, if you do get there early... We're probably willing to sign autographs, things like that. You bring things up to us, we'll sign them. We tell Ian and I will sign whatever you want. Matt will sign it for $20. <laughs> I'm still waiting on commissions, folks. If anybody needs a commission, $20. Um, I think it's a reasonable price. And now you can go on the Facebook page and see what exactly, what kind of stuff Matt can do. Because he finally gave us some artwork to yep. post. So, you can come and meet us. How many likes did I get, by the way? How many likes? You got a, a good many likes well, on the Facebook page. Oh, you keep doing your thing. Okay, you go keep and check that. I'm going yeah, to keep cleaning house here because it's important. Because like I said, I think that we're going to need the support. I think we have a, we're going to have a good strategy going in. We have DC. We're going to take the DC side of things and prove to not only these inferior podcasts... But to the fans out there, how great DC is and the things that they're doing to uh, be the top comic book company. DC is number one. That's what I say. And that's what everybody will leave the podcast races on October 12th. You know, I think we broke down our Marvel and DC episode pretty fairly, pretty unbiased, and came away with DC winning by a couple points. Yeah. Uh, We're fair. We're honest. I think DC has an honest shot. Just because Marvel owns the mainstream movies doesn't mean they're a better company overall. We're fair and honest, and we take everything into consideration. Not just the high-profile movies and how many comic books are sold, but the quality of those comic books, the creators that produce those those items, as well as the history, the long-storied, iconic history of said comic book companies. So you can see that in person. Cheer McSauce on. Wear your Batman stuff. Wear blue. Just come and show up 
at Hack Pittsburgh Wait. on October 12th. Why wear blue? What's because blue? blue's because de- that's because DC's, DC's blue, blue. And, Marvel's and Marvel's red. red. And where the fuck are you? Oh, okay. So it's like Pepsi and Coke, right? Yeah. Pepsi's blue. Right. Yeah. And Coke Coke's red. Is red. Coke is red. Speaking of Coke, excuse me. <laughs> so, Matt, how many... I'm going to wrap housekeeping up now, but how many likes did you get on your wonderful Sue I got 15 Storm? likes. That's a hey. lot. That's a lot. Thank you. That's good. Right? Is that good? Is that, that is good? good. It is good, yes. Okay. Ian, you can tell me it's not once we're done recording. No, I would never say that. Like... It's shitty. <laughs> there's pictures that didn't get any on our on our Facebook page. That's correct. Woof. <clears throat> There's a lot of good stuff on there. Go to the Facebook page, check that out. But now housekeeping has ran a little bit too long. This isn't my fault, fans out there. We're going to get into the Star Wars Rebels TV show that premiered tonight on Disney Channel. But it's regularly going to be on Disney XD. Is that right? Yeah. Why do they do that? That's weird. It's Disney. They can do whatever they want. Don't they own the world? True that. Marvel fucking... Star Wars. Star Wars. It's good podcasting. I just repeat what Ian says all night. They had all the fappening pictures. If you go to (laughs) Disney.com, you can check out Nude Celebs. Go right now. No, no, you can't do that at Disney.com. So we made a special occasion for this podcast to sit down and watch the Rebels premiere and give our instant reaction to it. (laughs) And we had some of those. We had some instant reactions. Um, let's let's be reminded that this is a this was the one hour pilot, and you can't judge a series on one episode of a pilot. And I certainly hope not, because I think there are a lot of holes in this show that hopefully get shored up through the next twelve to twenty two episodes. Uh, was there anything that you felt was strong that was done with the show? Is that what we're doing? Positive first? No. Not used to that. We don't. I mean, we don't have to. I, it's just a question. You mentioned holes. What, let's talk about the holes. I don't know. I think I want to go positive first. You want to go positive first and end on a... We'll get that a, shit out of the way. And on a sour water. note, I yeah. like it. Go. Why don't one of you tell me the positive... Ian, you're traditionally the positive one here on the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. No, I think I'm more positive than neutral. Um, I like the fact that they tied a lot of it into the you know the original trilogy with the the themes, the music, the overall look because that's a world that it's inhabiting you know right before the original films are, are to right. take place. So this show takes place five years before. Is it episode five? four? Yeah. Okay. A New Hope, the original Star Wars movie. So, so you're getting a lot of the look of you know there's the there's a detention cell that looks like it's pulled straight out of um, A New Hope. A lot of the imagery looks very similar to that. So you're getting away from clone troopers, it's stormtroopers in this. Uh, you're you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of that style of um, of wardrobe. I think it's pretty close to the original trilogy. Some of the things that I liked about... Um, I, I liked some of the, the way that the ghost, the ship, looked. I thought that was good. Any of the space battles and any of the space elements, that looked pretty good. I was into the overall animation of the show. I thought that was fine. Really? Yeah, I thought it was fine. It didn't bother me all that much. 
Um, I'm going to assume yeah. that was one of Paul's holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's fine. His reaction. I, I like I like the animation. <laughs> that yeah. was Paul. No, well, and we'll have it. I thought that that was that was good. Um, and the the score, the overall music that tied everything back together, I thought that was solid. It was a good choice to keep the classic, traditional, iconic John Williams score intact. So those are the things that I liked about it. Go ahead, Paul. I don't think I can pick one or two things that I liked. I didn't dislike the show. I'll continue to watch it. I think it has a lot of room to grow, but I don't think there's... Like, I, I wasn't a big fan of the animation. What didn't you like about the animation? Well, I guess the the hair. The way the animation treated hair, be it yeah. Ezra's weird, everything is a Lego hair cap, except some little stuff that flops around. Yeah. The Wookiees were super Terrible. Weird. Terrible. Super weird looking, because they're essentially cousin yeah. it with teeth. But they were like the... They were like a vinyl Chewbacca figure. Yeah, it wasn't even... Uh, there was no kind of texture to them. They were... They looked smooth with lines drawn on them to represent that hair. And that was a weird choice. And they looked re- all really thin and emaciated. And, like, it was yeah, weird. Feel, and now, if you take Peter Mayhew's Chewbacca in the original Peter Star Peter Mayhew Wars movies, is the, the very tall guy that played... Right. Chewbacca. And if you if you take him in the suit and you smooth down all of Chewbacca's hair, he is pretty thin. Right. So I don't think I don't think the character design for the Wookiees were too far off of what Chewbacca looks like. But I think for this kind of stylized show, they could have changed it up a little bit more. Maybe given them a little bit more shoulders. Maybe just bulk them up a little bit because they were all so rail thin. But not aside from the rail thinness, it was like they had no hair. They were, they were like they were like wet Wookies. Yeah, there was no. Have we ever seen a wet Wookie? Do we think that it was a choice by the animators, or do we think that it was just like that's the fucked up way that they went with it? Because it looks so stylized and and strange that. I, I, I want to say that it wasn't them just going. We don't want to. We don't want to animate any hair on this show at all. I think what it was was that they started to in the production process, and they everyone agreed this is going to be too much of a pain in the ass. If, we can't do this. If I'm going to nitpick something, the eyebrows on every character are terrible. They were flat, pasted on their head objects. Interesting. I didn't notice that. You didn't notice Kanan's eyebrows, and it wasn't the flat. It wasn't just his; it was was everybody's. It was the shape of (laughs) yeah. His went like that had like points on the outside and and points points on on the the inside. inside. So he always he had a permanent like skull. He had badass eyebrows, literally written all over his face. Oh, Oh. but everybody had the the same eyebrow problem. The women, it didn't affect all that much because they had thin thin eyebrows, which looked fine. But the thick oh, eyebrows of Ezra and Kanan were kind of weird looking. The more the more I, like I sit it. here and think about I it, like there it. isn't there isn't very much that I can come out come right out and say, yeah, I, I really like this because the stuff that I do think about, like the John Williams score, 
I immediately follow it up with, yeah, they used some of the classic themes, but they kind of used bastardized versions of them. It was close enough that you knew what it was and you knew it was from the original trilogy. I disagree with that. But at the same time, they were different enough because Lucasfilm's like, let's save the good stuff for the theater. We can't just give you straight up Force theme. We need to give you... You can use it, but make sure it's different enough. It, It was close enough that I felt that it hit the mark. It got the point across. As you pointed out when we were watching... They, you know, you can tell when a certain theme song is being played. That's because Ezra's feeling the force, and it's 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 all close enough. You got the gist of it. It wasn't even all that different. I don't think. Matt, you're our movie score guy. What do you think about the music? I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's uh, composed by a guy named Kevin Kiner. He uh, did the music on the Clone Wars series, which didn't rely very much on the John Williams stuff, but from what I understand, Kevin Kiner's hands were kind of tied. Apparently George Lucas really wanted to take the Clone Wars in a, into a new direction than what we were used to in the Star Wars films, so that's why there's a lot of music in those TV shows that you don't recognize. It's very new stuff, but at the same time, I always felt there was a disconnect. With this, it doesn't feel like there's a disconnect. It does feel like an extension of the films. Is it John Williams? No. Nothing could be. But it it does chop some things up and borrows. Plus, Kevin Kiner is creating new content that I think kind of blends well with it. Uh, particularly the theme. And I know we talked about it before, but the theme is definitely inspired by the... Um, We've hummed it here before, the the sequence in Return of the Jedi, when all wings are poured in. Remember? (laughs) There you go. There you go. Keep going. And there was was a lot of music in there, too. I thought they packed a lot of the score into each and every level of the show. They did, but also I felt there, there was a good amount of no music, which usually doesn't happen in shit like the Clone Wars was music wall to wall whereas this it had a few moments to let the sound effects breathe and and it kind of took a cue a little bit more from the movies you know you think these Star Wars movies John Williams music they're just wall to wall music but that's really not the case particularly like in the Empire Strikes Back where they really take a lot of breaks with the music and they let Ben Burtt sound effects really take center stage but in this, it seemed like there were a few moments where you just kind of, like, let the sound effects and almost the silence kind of create the movie <clears throat> atmosphere. So I thought that was fairly effective. I, I, I think they tried to use too much of it. And I, I feel like, overall, this was a theme for the entire episode for me. I wanted them to go, as much as I wanted them to stay in the mold of the original trilogy and be a lot closer to the originals than the prequels. I wanted them to branch out a little bit more. Maybe give us some different music. Some different sound effects. Some different camera angles. Or different, you know, shots. Or even different dialogue. And they kind of didn't. They were really 
really slaves to the original trilogy. Do you think that's maybe the fact that it's a pilot and they want to get across, hey, we're getting back to the original trilogy and here you go, you get that scream whenever we're going to knock the stormtrooper over the... Well, <laughs> when we're going to yeah. send him to his death, you get that scream. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm sh- and I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it to a point. Uh, and I do think a lot of it has to do with it being a pilot. And they need to get a lot of things across right away about what the show's going to be like and where what they want to do and where they want to go. Um, but I, I hope as the se- as the series goes on, they branch out a little bit more and do things and do things that are brand new to Rebels that don't have any ties to the prequels or the Clone Wars or the original trilogy. I mean, but there's no way that they could have done that in the pilot. They have to. Speak to the audience that's going to show up that wants Star Wars, and they're going to give them Star Wars. They did. And a way they did branch out a little bit was with some new Imperial helmet designs, all of which I thought were very cool. I think a lot of those helmet designs were uh, inspired by original concept art by Ralph McQuarrie, the original... what was he like the concept artist for Star mm-hmm. Wars he he's kind of the the guy that brought George Lucas's idea ideas to to life well at least to the to the to the page gave him a look and i think that that man is very responsible for the the look of Star Wars really um you know George Lucas is responsible for the idea of it but Ralph McQuarrie is responsible for the look of it um, Paul, you said that they were a slave to the original trilogy because they used a lot of dialogue from it, a lot of music, a lot of, I don't think you mentioned it, but sound effects. Um, I, I agree they did, but, I mean, that wasn't the entire thing. They did have some new stuff. Oh, there were, yeah, there was a ton of new stuff. Right. But I feel like even new stuff like the ship, the ghost, is a bastardized version of the Millennium Falcon. It even has some of the same architecture too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, the cockpit looks pretty similar. The cockpit and the gun turret kind of yeah. design is similar. Um, I love that, but gun I, I don't I mind. Sound but I don't that mind too. that. I mean, I don't know if it's bastardized as it is. It lives in the same world. This is how we construct some of these ships, and and. That's it. I don't mind sound effects being kind of repeated nearly as much as dialogue. Sound effects live in that world. That's the way shit sounds. But when it... And even music, too. Music is okay because it's like certain cues and it's supposed to elicit a certain feeling that's already been kind of established previously. That's fine, too, to a degree. What I... And you guys probably heard me during the show. I actually groaned out loud toward the end when the Kanan character starts explaining to Ezra what the Force is. And he recited what Ben Kenobi told Luke. And that voice acting was really bad doing that recited. There was no kind of feeling or passion behind it. It yeah. looked like... It sounded like he read it straight off the page. They like should have had Kanan actually holding a piece of paper telling Ezra what the fucking Force is because it surrounds us and binds us and penetrates the galaxy and your butt. It was, yeah, and why would they explain what the Force is exactly the way Ben When, he, when he started saying it, all, all I could think of was, 
say something different. Say something as soon different. as he said the Change force, something. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna go for it." And then he went ahead and he did the whole thing, and I was like, "Come on, guys!" There have been it's the Jedi mantra, like that's you know, go fighting Jedi's. Yeah, and that's we've been conditioned. Wouldn't it be great though to? I mean, you could tell me the same thing with the forces, but do it differently. Like, tell me in different words. Yeah, and. And that would have been so cool to hear, like, a new spin on it that... But not even a new... Yeah, like, a new spin on the same thing. We've been conditioned to rationalize things in the Star Wars universe. And in this pilot, we need, we need to know this is what's up. This is what's going on. This is what's going down. But, yeah, I... That's, and that, that's, an ex, that's a perfect example of something that I just wanted to be different. Like, this guy is not Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is... Yeah... He may still be a Jedi. He may still be, you know, loosely following the Jedi way. But, like, he was like, they didn't get all of us whenever they were talking about how all the Jedi were eliminated. Like, look, kid, you probably just didn't show up to preschool Jedi school (laughs) that day that they killed everybody. Like, you didn't evade anything. You didn't outwit anybody. You just were lucky. So, chill the fuck out. And that's right. what I'm saying. And this guy's grown up entire in, in entire different circumstances. He's supposed to have an edge to him. He's the Robin Hood of the Star Wars universe. Like, no more of a cowboy, actually. It makes it makes more sense to me for him to come out there and put his own cowboy spin on the Jedi mantra well, than you to see, partner. word from word from, you know, the Jedi teachings that he got, what, how many years ago? Whenever he, I don't even think that was part of the Jedi teachings. I just feel like, but that's how we have to rationalize. I'm not rationalizing shit because why else would he say that the same way Obi Wan does? Because the creators of the show are stupid. You see, little partner, Matt. This is not what we do here. I am negative. You're George Lucas apologist. This is not right. George Lucas isn't associated with this show. He's retired. I'm retired. You know what I mean. That's what he says. That was my George Lucas impression, by the way. Sounded like Admiral Akbar. Yeah. <clears throat> he didn't do Admiral Akbar's voice? It, it sounded a little bit like it. It's a trap, and when I say trap, I mean go to see the prequels. Oh! It's a trap for your money! <laughs> Chomped up your wallet like the Sarlacc. How many times did you see episode one? Uh, three. Three times. Sucker. Now I'm all warm. That must have that shot must have done a little yeah, some 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 get you all got you a little hot now. Yeah, I would like. They keep talking about uh, Kanan like he's a, a cowboy Jedi, but I I didn't get this cowboy angle of it. Like I wish he would talk like a cowboy or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe like, if that he would chewed be cool. on a piece of grass or something. That would be cool. Or had a hat had or a hat something like that. It didn't look like he was from a 90s hard rock band. That, that, true. That's looks like he's well. from Creed, right? Yes. He does. He looks like Scott Stapp. Yeah. Can you take me higher? <laughs> well, how would he, how would he describe the force? <laughs> I don't know how Scott Stapp would do it. He would say something about Jesus and he would, all that. He would say something about Jesus. The force is Jesus at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's the will of Jesus. Yeah, but, like, Cowboy Jedi should be like, you know, little partner, the Force kind of rustles up everything <laughs> in the galaxy and just, you know, kind of hog ties it together. Like, that's how he should do it if he's a... Black Cowboy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then he should be Black Cowboy. That would be interesting. God damn it. 
Where are the black characters so far in the show? That's what I'm saying. Is is Asian that who was killed in episode three, fifteen years prior? Is that Lady Boba Fett? Is she Asian, Asian or Hispanic Asian? or? I feel like she's Hispanic. And she looks Hispanic. See, I don't. I think she looks Asian. Asian. Yeah. To the visual guide. I don't think they're going to tell you that she's Asian. We're going to look at her and decide. Oh, look at that! She's from China. <laughs> Oh, that she looks that looks super Asian to me. She was clearly half Korean. She's black Asian. Uh, done and done. <laughs> I'm a professional. So what else did we hate about Star Wars Rebels? Or did we like anything? Matt, you look optimistic. There's a gleam in your <laughs> eye. I can see it from here. Uh, wait, I'm trying to think, what, what did I hate? I, did, I did, did I Did you hate. like, or, or is there anything that you liked? How about that? Yeah, there was Let's go positive. Fuck Paul. Hey, I liked, um, Agent Callus's big sideburns. I liked the 70s callback to old school hairstyles. Honestly, I'm not being a dick. And, and mid-90s mixed in. I fucking hate Kanan's design. I fucking hate it with that little short ponytail... And the stallion the on his stallion. The, uh, from the special edition era. I can't handle it. But Agent Callus and those big mutton chops, like, fuck yes. He could walk right out of A New Hope. No problem. Yeah, maybe. But did you see his helmet? I didn't have a problem with the helmet. I thought you hated his helmet. No, he hated it. I hated his helmet. He and you hated his helmet. Oh, boy, did I hate his helmet. Why did you hate his helmet? Why'd I think it helmet? has a nice retro feel to it. It was dumb looking. It looked like, uh... What, what's his face? Lewis from Ghostbusters? Is, oh, it looked Lewis. like that. It was bad. This chick is totally Asian, by the way. Good call on that, Paul. I know my sexy ethnicities. Yes. I like his helmet. I think it. I, I think it's, what is, you know, it's stupid looking, dude. It's, it's basically a thimble. It's cheese grater ish. What I think they did a great job taking all the imperial designs. And reworking them just enough to make them new for this universe. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't I know where you. I don't know where you draw the line between reworking and bastardizing. I like I don't understand this. Helmet, like the stuff you like is reworked. The other stuff is bastardized. Because the the Imperials and the Empire, they have they have a uniform. They have a style. I, I expect everything from the Empire. From Rebels up to Return of the Jedi, to have similar sensibilities to it. Like, why? Why is it that in the original trilogy we follow the Millennium Falcon, and then mm-hmm. our heroes are on such a similar ship in this one? Is that the, the galaxy is so wide? Is that maybe Use just what ship. your every man ship kind of looks like? Has that kind of feel to it? Whereas the Imperial ships are. are have the have the same look to them as it, well? It could be. It could be no. the Cavalier of the Star Wars. You sold a shitload of those? But at the or? same time, like, why are we seeing fucking Rodians everywhere? Why is Greedo the alien that shows up every fucking Yeah, night? I dislike that The as universe well. is so fucking big. We should never see most of those Cantina aliens well, we, ever again. We did see, we a, see them all the time. We did see a completely new race with the... Um, he, he was uh, a guy in the camp... The rebel camp that was uh, bartering information for weapons. No, we didn't. He's in the fucking original cantina in A New Hope. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's the fucking devil guy with the horns. Him, Hammerhead's in there, 
Greedo. We see all oh, these same I take it back. Yeah. aliens over and over again. But the guy that was selling the pears or kumquats or whatever, that's new. Give us some new shit. Yeah. It's a big, huge universe. I agree with that. I'll we go with that. I don't need to see shit. the 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 Greedo style uh, aliens and ever while, again. And while I think you know the prequels overdid it at times, I do you know I do appreciate the fact that they were like, here's some brand new shit. Here's a lot of new shit because it's a big fucking universe. But at the same time, we're seeing um, people like the the. Nomoidians and the people on that water planet with the skinny necks, what are they called? Kaminoians. Kaminoians and the 1950s diner guy. At the same time we're seeing all those new aliens, Mm -hmm. you still see a fucking Rodian everywhere you go. Because everybody likes Maybe Rodians are kind of... Fuck like rabbits. Yeah. There's a lot of humans everywhere, too. I don't know. We're not complaining about that. Or are we? Maybe we can complain about that. But not enough but black humans. Yeah, seriously. What's going on? Come not on, Star one. Wars. Ah. Ian, you'll probably be happy to know. It looks like the the main male hero of the new Star Wars films is a black guy. At last! <laughs> Free at last! <laughs> I think... I think Thank George two, Lucas! Oh, not two, him. The um, main... He had slaves. Your two main heroes in, in these films, I believe, is is the girl mm-hmm. and the black dude. That's so, right. Minorities unite. Fuck yeah, about time. A little John Boyega action and little, the uh, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of fucking rumors like leaked this week about Episode Seven. I saw A some of those. Of yeah, and it's man. I usually try to stay away from all that stuff, <clears throat> but I know that we're going to have to talk about it here. So I, I've just been reading all the spoilers, all the leaks, all the speculation yeah. about. What the plot could possibly be, all that shit. With the hockey season starting in a week, I feel like let's I've tie been, this all into hockey. I feel like Shall I've we? been neglecting my nerd news duties because mm-hmm. every time I get a second, hockey articles. I'm ready to do this. I'm excited for my Stanley Cup defense, and then I'm like, oh fuck, I think going news Roma today. That's ice time with Paul McGinty, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't know anything about these episodes seven no. hours. Do you, you want to know? You about probably yeah. know better. Yeah. Listeners, this is a Star Wars episode tonight. Listeners, if you are feeling like you don't want to be spoiled going into episode seven, even though everything what we're about to say could be completely incorrect, and it could be just some jerk off sitting behind his computer somewhere in the world trying to spread rumors, idiots like me. Paul and Ian are sitting here lapping it up and spewing it back out for you, the loyal listener. So what we have is uh, some some kind of plot, some fairly explicit plot details for the film. Um, I wish uh, I wish Ian were still here. Ian maybe took a bathroom. He knows. Well, yeah, but he could supplement my my uh, my info if he had any additional things that I'm forgetting, but basically, um, it looks like Daisy Ridley is the main character of the film. Ooh, girls suck. Yeah. Uh, it looks like her name may be Kira, K-I-R-A, um, and we don't know who she is in terms of who she's related to, 
But what seems likely is that she is maybe a former apprentice of Luke Skywalker. Ian, is that what you've read as well? That that Kira or that Daisy Ridley's character is like an apprentice or former apprentice of Luke? I actually didn't read it. That I um, read something about that the basically they they have um, somebody coming to look for Luke Skywalker and instead they're confronted with a monster which pretty much is Luke Skywalker taken over by years and years of the, I don't know um, actually I believe he's like some kind of cybernetic type creature okay yeah that's that's all that I read and I, I skimmed over the article I don't want to know this stuff but like we're gonna have to read it and we're gonna have to spoil I, stuff for ourselves. I personally don't buy it. I, you I don't think that Luke Skywalker is the villain of no. the upcoming movie? I think that that... Would, don't you think that would be cool? Not really. No? No. I No, you don't think that would be cool either. Fuck no. I'm, I'm open to the idea. If they did it well, I'd be into it. it just, I don't think they have the balls to do that. That's a thing. It would be a wild departure... From anything that we would have ever speculated. And maybe that's why I'm on board. Well, it's not that wild of a departure because Shadows of the Empire did it. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like... Shadows of the Empire? The Dark Dark Empire. Empire. Whenever he was Luke with two U's. But it was Heir of the Empire. Whatever. (laughs) Someone already did it. Regardless of it, it still would be crazy to see it on screen with Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, it would be nuts that they would ever the try to do I don't think the big brand has the It's easy to write a fucking comic book and do that. Right. It's really difficult to make the next Star Wars movie and do that. I have a hard time envisioning taking the hero, the like, that the audience is going to go in, this is their guy, this is the, the hero that they grew up loving, and then mm-hmm. to see him... As, as, the as this decrepit cyborg villain yeah. character, I like father, like son. Yo. We don't want to see that. We want to see him Try as it. a hero, helping the good guys, overcoming evil, maybe sacrificing himself for the greater good at some point. And we got, we already got. I know, you know, George Lucas likes, um, you know, mirrored events and everything. But we already got to see. The heroes fall from grace and become the mechanical bad guy. But we, we saw it in reverse. We don't need to well, see it again. I could see them maybe doing it. Uh, it would be very ballsy. But that's what that's this too ballsy. That's what I read. Do I want to see that? It would be interesting. It's not the version that I would write up for Luke Skywalker. There, the there hero's has been hero. A fairly detailed description of this character. Very robotic, but apparently, like he has the, the bad guy. Yeah. The top half of his face is human, but the bottom half has some kind of almost Darth Vader-esque breathing apparatus or something. This is Adam Driver, right? No, this is what people are saying Mark Hamill is. And False. People are speculating, because you know how he's growing that beard right now, but every time you see a picture, it's longer and longer. So it is not maintaining length through the production of this movie, which means... Maybe they're covering his face and it doesn't matter and it's some kind of like red herring or ruse or something where it's throwing audiences off, which seems like a lot of trouble. Yeah, but doesn't it like, it seems like they would do that. I mean. Really? Yeah. 
They could. I feel like... Like, doesn't J.J. Abrams do that kind of shit? I suppose, but, you know, and they have been incredibly secretive about the production of this film. But a few months before production started, Kathleen Kennedy, the current president of Lucasfilm, said that going forward, especially given today's uh, era with um, social media and different ways that everybody's connected... We're going to be a lot more transparent with the production of this movie. You know, it's not yeah. going to be all secrets and everything. And but that's not J.J. Abrams' this thing. Has He's out always. To be, this has turned out to be probably the most secretive of all the Star Wars films. I feel like there was a lot more production stills, official production stills that had that had come out. Granted, J.J. Abrams is showing shit like the Millennium or the yeah the Millennium Falcon. Uh, and the Unicef thing. Right, the X-Wing fighter. But you haven't seen a single real character yet. Not one actual production photo of the film itself. You still have over a year to go. When do we think you we're going to see that? Because that shit has to come out at some point. Supposedly, they're going to be done filming this movie like in October. So This month, they're done filming it. So when seven. are the production stills going to come out? Is it going to be... Do you think we're going to get a teaser maybe in December or something? Or do you think that they're going to wait until February, whenever I, like... The- I believe we'll see some kind of official production still by December. Similarly to when we saw, um, like, the, the... Well, this was even before. But we saw for the Hobbit movie, we saw, like, a production still... Of all 13 of the Hobbits lined up in a row before we saw a trailer. And that was months before the trailer. 13 dwarves. Yeah, the 13 dwarves. And that was... What did they say? Hobbits. The trailer um, for The Hobbit came out one year before the movie. We aren't getting a trailer for Star Wars this December. Uh, Do you think we'll get a title? I mean, is that too much to ask? I think it is. I don't think we're going to see a title probably until sometime. I think the only trailer we're going to get is J.J. Abrams being like, fuck you guys. You're all going to be their opening night anyway. You're not getting shit. I don't think he'll really do that. Yeah, the reason why I think that these, you know, these rumors could possibly have some legs, you know... (laughs) <laughs> J.J. Abrams. Cyborg legs? Yeah, <laughs> some cybernetic legs. J.J. Abrams, you know, till the night that it premiered, was holding on to, there's no con in Star Trek. You That's know, there's, true. There's no con, there's no con, there's no con, there's no con. Oh, yeah, this guy? Yeah, oh, he's totally con. Yeah, that's true, but he has since said that, conceded that his slave to... Uh, secrecy on on keeping that particular detail covered up was probably a mistake. He should have been more transparent about it and let audiences know this is what's what. But he didn't. And he should have just came out at the beginning and just said, yeah, you know, what everybody's thinking. So get over it. And now we're going to enjoy some of the other points in the movie. But I don't know. So... Um, trying to think what other what other rumors there were. That, that was the main. That was the one that I heard. There there have been other details which seems much much more likely. Um, for example, Daisy Ridley's character, I believe, lives on Tatooine. She comes in contact with John Boyega's character early on. 
because he is a TIE fighter pilot and he crash lands on Tatooine somehow. Oh, it's a meet cute. They meet up, find the lightsaber, and they take it to an old man. That's Max von Sydow's character, who's this crazy rambling old man. But when he sees the lightsaber, this is the one that was rumored to be like Luke's hand that floats in space and lands. Oh, that thing, yeah. Um, he sees it, and all of a sudden he kind of like goes lucid, and all of a, he he knows what he's looking at, and he's. I can hear the force music in the background. Yeah, like, right. As, Just like Rebels. as that happens. Da, 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 da. I had a thought about that, by the way. Is it possible? <laughs> is it possible? Because they're saying that this character goes all the way back to the prequel era. Because think about how fucking long ago the prequels were compared to ep- where Episode Seven is going to fall. I mean, that's there's like. A sixty-year gap between, like, Revenge of the Sith and um, Episode Seven, and Episode Seven. Uh-huh. Let alone the Phantom Menace, which would be like a seventy-year gap. Uh, or did I say like, seventy? Or I would. You said sixty. Sixty first. or seventy. Um, <clears throat> so th- that character, if he, you know, Max von Sydow is a really old dude. He does fit that, like, age profile. Now, how about this? Is it possible that that is that Kanan character? Or Ezra. Or Ezra. <laughs> well, uh, no. Ezra, when people lose Ezra, it. Ezra is probably, like, Luke's age. Mm. Well, 35. He's 35 in the show, right? According to the guy that, you know, does his voice acting. It's so deep. It's deeper than me. I'm a grown man. Max Moncito is 85 currently. And, um... Yeah, he was definitely there for the assault on Naboo. Yeah, and, um... Mark Hamill was 63, so... I don't know. I, I mean, I guess he could be Kanan. I, I guess so. Would we have a problem with them tying that in like that? And uh, tying Rebels in? Not necessarily. I, I mean, look. Where's his Kanan, stallion? Kanan, the cowboy Jedi from Rebels. Yeehaw! Black Cowboy. The the show Rebels is canon, just like the Clone Wars was. Canon is canon. Rebels canon is, canon. is canon. Or canon is canon. <laughs> Little dog. That's what you should say. <laughs> uh, so it's canon, but it is a cartoon. It's a cartoon show. So everything that kind of happens in it does have a cartoony vibe which does not jive with the films which it's all part of the same universe but well, when we talk about like part of the when same we universe. talk about cartoony vibe this show does some pretty adult things do we want to talk about murder but it's in it's in war so it's okay it, i guess it's in war By the end of this episode, I was actively cheering for the Stormtroopers. Not necessarily the Empire or Agent Callus, but the Stormtroopers. Just the everyman on scene, showing up to work every day, putting on the, the, (laughs) the white armor. Whenever one of them made it out of a battle with the Stormtrooper Slayers, also known as our heroes... I was happy. I was like, go, buddy, go! Get the fuck out of here while you still can! Because they (laughs) slayed... The long reach of death has eluded you. (laughs) 
Our heroes, the Cowboy Jedi and his elk, slayed every stormtrooper they could. They threw a grenade in a guy's hands. And chuckled about and it. And fucking atomized him. <laughs> and told a joke right before they threw it at the guy. Saying, Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> So this was an hour-long show, right? So we think that it's with you cut out the commercials forty-five minutes, right? Is that Somewhere what we say? Ballpark, sure. We counted, and there were twenty-nine casualties in this show. Twenty-nine stormtroopers slash tie fighter pilots. And when we talk about like they straight up got shot in the chest, shot in the heart, atomized, blown up, tie fighters exploded. Like no way, these people weren't dead. Couple times the big guy. Uh, Zeb, Zeb, Aurelius, he'll pick up a stormtrooper and throw them. He survived that. He's okay. He let those go. But other times, they would get a fucking laser blast in the heart. (laughs) (laughs) Done. For real. For real. You could feel the impact. Dudes were getting fucking They would get shot and then fall back about 20 feet dead. There was even a sequence where... A couple stormtroopers get shot and killed, and then the artificial gravity gets turned off, and then they start floating in in the air, dead. They're, they're lifeless they're... bodies. Yeah, those dudes were dead. Right. Because there's another scene where they turn the gravity back on, and there's a couple stormtroopers laying in the background, and they're they're kind of moving around. Bit, but these two, these other two, dead. Dead as a doornail. Yeah, and I'd say that probably the most ruthless event of because it was murder. Felt it was personal for us. It was a, it was a kick in our nuts. Towards the end of the show, Ezra uses his uh, atom slingshot and knocks one of the stormtroopers over the edge off this huge bridge to nowhere to yeah, oblivion, right. and we're like, "Well, that's number twenty nine. No, that was number... Th- yeah, it was, it was 29, 29, and then... Um, it was a kill, 29. Who's who's the main bad guy in this Agent thing? Callus. Callus. On the bridge, gets knocked over the bridge as well. Our heroes, or well, how we call them... We're like, whoa, whoa, they can't kill him. He's supposed he's to be like the main bad guy. guy. And our heroes, or whatever we want to call them, the murderers, <laughs> get away in their murder mobile. <laughs> the murder machine. <laughs> and they fly away. <laughs> and the camera pans down, and, they, and um, Callus is there. And, and, and we're like, okay, he's the bad guy. He survives. Gotcha. But the other stormtrooper also grabbed onto the bridge and was kind of scooting his way up, up to safety. Yeah, well, you see Callus, and then it pans down just a little bit, and under him, holding on to one of the support beams of the bridge, just below Callus, is the stormtrooper. And we cheered. And we cheered. We were excited. We were like, there is hope! <laughs> 28! Only 28 deaths! And the stormtrooper... We didn't just have call- that out of our mouths no, yet. because we said, oh, yeah, oh! And the reason we said, oh, was because Callus kicked him in the face. And he killed him and, and knocked him off of the bridge. And we're like, oh, shit, what did he say to him? Because he said something, and we were too busy cheering for his life that we didn't hear. So we rewound the show, and we went back, and the stormtrooper just said, are those the first Jedis that you've encountered, sir? Or something harmless as 
shit. That was enough. And that was in it. the face. Your death certificate fucking punched dead. So, Star Wars Rebels Murder Central. Hide your kids. Cover their eyes because I there's think, death everywhere. I think they had to kill a stormtrooper. They had to have the bad guy kill someone even more ruthlessly than... Than our heroes. heroes, which is why when Ezra hits that hits said stormtrooper with the slingshot, he goes over the railing. He doesn't die because we can't have Ezra, hero's hero, killing anyone. It's okay if Kanan and the other murder crew would do it, but not Ezra, not yet. Now, did we have a problem with the way that once we find out that Kanan is or he's a Jedi and the Force and all that? And when he's really going to wreck shit, and he's going to tear some stormtroopers up, and he, he gets his lightsaber out, and he walks out, and they're shooting at him, but he's just kind of like casually and dying. You're like, you're like, hey, stormtroopers, you thought you had it bad up to this point. Now, you're getting your shit oh, cut off. No. Did we have a problem with the way that all played out? Because I was like, why don't you do... It would be cooler if you did some force push, move some stuff around, instead of just, like, calmly strolled up to them, pulled out your lightsaber, assembled it right in front of them, yeah, what's and the stood way there. That he puts his lightsaber I don't mind him putting it together, but he should have been blasted in the nutsack, well, because he just walked up to right, them. I understand that, but just about do we not Do we not like him screwing it together? At first, I thought, I, it was, I thought it was for the plot at first, because when we first see the lightsaber, it calls to Ezra. And Ezra goes into Kanan's room, and he digs out the Hellraiser box, which we'll get to. And he also digs out Kanan's lightsaber, which is all in one piece. So, <clears throat> Kanan finds him, and he's like, hey, you have something that, that belongs to me. So Ezra gives him back the lightsaber. Ezra, or Kanan then takes it apart, clips half on his belt, and puts the other half in a pouch. And I thought, okay, well that's an easy way. That's so in case... Ezra tries to steal it again, he's not going to be able to get both parts. But I guess that doesn't make sense later on, that they're still separate. Or maybe this is the only time in the series still separate. to and, see them and separate. And, like, he sparked it up separately anyway, though. Like, like the top piece. No, he twisted it. He, I, he connects I thought, it. I thought, I thought he did. he's strolling slowly no, 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 no. toward the stormtroopers. That was embarrassingly like, bad, that moment. <laughs> Like dodging the the late. Oh. I don't know. It's like I don't know the if they good, ran the out the bad, of, and the Jedi. I don't know if they ran out of budget for that part of the show. You can just but like I mean why? Yeah, like why isn't he just force push some shit those dudes down at least, and then like don't casually get like get out like jump from behind and fucking spark your lightsaber and fucking kill somebody. You're good at killing. Well, kill some can, people. You can shoot stormtroopers. You can't cut them up because they're essentially they look like robots. So no one's gonna be like because you can always say eh, they're robots. They're robots. They're not people. But if you fucking cut a torso in half. I mean, you're gonna every time you do it, you're gonna have to animate it in such a way that you don't see spine and guts. According to the, it's the same thing, the same problem Leonardo has had for years. Which, he can't use his katana blades. Which the against exceptional the foot. Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has taken care of by making the foot soldiers crane droids. Huh. According to the to the Rebels visual guide, 
Cannon's lightsaber is, the model is a two-piece lightsaber, and it splits into two parts for concealment. Although, if I recall, he was keeping that shit out so anybody could see Yeah, it. it's not like it breaks he off hid, and like... He hid one piece away and the other piece, which... He hid on his belt. He, he hid on his belt yeah. for everyone to see, and you can still tell that it's a lightsaber. Well, maybe, maybe, the one, maybe the piece on his belt, is, when you look at it, you're like, oh, it's a flashlight. And then he pulls the other part out, and you're like, "Oh fuck, it's a lightsaber!" Yeah, it's 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 sort of dumb. <laughs> I was gonna try to make that a, a lighter criticism, but it's fucking retarded. I'm really not sure why they did that. And the cowboy Jedi thing is stupid. It's just because the creator of this show wears cowboy hat, I believe. And that's fucking dumb, too. That's Dave Filoni. That's yeah. Matt's buddy. You watch your mouth. Uh, I think Matt's okay with it. That's... Pittsburgh's own Dave Filoni. Jeez, oh, you're really hitting home with uh, Pittsburgh. And What do you mean? Well, shouldn't I like him if he's from Pittsburgh? Big Steeler fan. Fuck. He's got me. That cowboy's great. I love Big all Penguins this cowboy fan. bullshit. Secretly a Kings fan. There we go. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I can't find the name of the Hellraiser box. I think it's just the box. That's it? It doesn't I, have a particular I, name? Uh, I, oh, I guess the it's... The Lament Configuration? Is that right? That's what I'm seeing here on the old wiki. I'm just seeing Puzzle Box. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, at some point, uh, something that looks really similar to the device that summons the deadly Cenobites from Hell... Appears in Star Wars Rebels, which summons Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, it's just just a puzzle box. Uh, yeah, and it's and we get a a well a nicely designed uh, Rebels version of Obi Wan Kenobi. Nice sounds hair. like Obi Wan Kenobi. Nice hair part, nice beard. Yeah, I liked nice it. beard. Um, and I guess the the puzzle box can only be opened by Jedi's. Yeah, that's what I got from that. I didn't mind that. Um, I don't mind Ezra having a connection with the Force. I think that's all right. It's, it's fine for for this story. You're going to need some Jedi ness. Yeah, I, I don't think I had a particular problem with Ezra and Kanan being, you know, master and apprentice for this stuff. But I'm not a big Ezra fan to begin with. Starting with that weird animated hair and then the deep voice. and To me it feels like... You wish she sounded like Jake Lloyd? Or I just don't like the character. Spider-Man me, from Ultimate Spider-Man, which we were subjected to a lot of horrible commercials tonight. To by me watching it feels it like, hey, we're making a kid's show. It needs to center around a kid. We need to have a kid in this. So, you know, let's make a character a kid. Green Lantern didn't work because there were no kids in it. Let's we got to put a kid in it. Yeah. <clears throat> when you were a kid, did you find that shows that had kids or the kid sidekick to the superhero was something that drew you in? Because it didn't to me. Like I always followed the main hero, no, hero, I, no matter who it was. I loved thirty-five-year-old, thirty-five-year-old Han Solo as much as I loved. 18-year-old Atreyu. Yeah. He was 18? 16, 18, whatever. I thought more like 12. You serious? 12? Atreyu? Yeah. That kid's been around. 
Um, pretty sure I'm right. Twelve? Yeah. Ian. Tiebreaker. I'd say closer to twelve. I'll go fourteen. Oh, way to way to play it safe there. I will go fourteen. Twelve seems too young. I mean, he's fucked girls at this point. Really? Twelve. I don't believe that. His balls. His balls have dropped at the beginning of the never-ending story. So anyway, um, what what was our favorite thing about the show tonight? Did we have a favorite thing? Empire design. Yeah. Yeah, the, the design of the Empire. Though I hated how inept they were. And yeah. yeah but that's how they always are. That's yeah, but sort of. I, I wanted them, I want them to be more threatening. Because Boy. through all of... Through the entire original trilogy, and every like stormtroopers are a fucking joke mm-hmm. at this point. And I understand it's more of a lighthearted kids show. They don't need like, but I you still want, want there was enough murder I for st- you. Do you want them to kill? Because people? they all get murdered. Yeah. The stormtroopers and imperial officers don't do anything but get pumped. Like they the push entire- that one dude around, and like we're taking your fucking fruit, and then they all get killed. Yeah, the entire <laughs> fucking show. They're the fucking butt end. They're the joke of the entire episode. Like I want them to be scary. Yeah. I want them. I want to see a bunch of them and be like, oh shit. Shit's going down. And and that's... The Ninja Turtles show does a great job of it. Especially in in the latest uh, Invasion episode where... I mean, foot soldiers are showing up and you're just like, fuck. These dudes are fucked. Yeah. But, like, every time I... I feel like every time I see a stormtrooper or imperial officer, I'm gonna be like, you guys don't know your fucking asshole from a hole in the ground. Maybe we'll get some of that with the Inquisitor. Uh, I'm sure he'll appear in the next episode. So maybe he'll be a little more threatening, a little bit more of a oh shit mo- moment whenever he but appears I, on the I screen. I don't want another character. I don't want a fucking Sith knockoff. I don't want fucking a D-grade Sith villain. I want the I want the Empire. The Empire took over a fucking galaxy. They have to be better than what we've seen. They took it over with weird-ass politics and, like, Order 66. And with the ease that the murder machine and its crew... How can you fuck with them? ...gets in and out of Imperial shit on on this series. It's so fun. They have no trouble whatsoever. Like you said when, when we were watching it, it's more trouble arguing the point of going back into the Star Destroyer to get Ezra... Then it is actually going and getting... There was way more drama and time spent with the crew of the Ghost talking about what they should do than them actually going... What they did was it took a minute and a half to go back and fucking get them. By the time they were done arguing, it, it was it would have been all done. The fact that the, the they make the Empire look so inept in this premiere, I mean, there's no stakes. What, what am I worried about? What I'm worried about... Is the stormtroopers making it out okay? Because I'm certainly not worried about the heroes getting in any kind of trouble. And I know it's a kids show, and it's it's not going to be super heavy. But there's a way to appease older fans and kids. I mean, you know, there were stakes in the original trilogy. 
And I fucking love those movies. Yeah, As a the, kid. The the main plot of the show was don't leave anybody behind. And they just hammered that shit over your head to the point where like, alright, alright, we gotta go back and fucking get this guy. Like every single situation was the same main theme. And I thought it was done just, it, it was, it wasn't, well, it, the execution wasn't what I would want it to be. What are you thinking? Matt. Matthew. Matthew. Matt's percolating. He's getting something good. It's probably not that good. Uh -oh. but, uh, I Don't was, let the fans Is it percolate or percolate? It's percolate. Percolate? Percolate. percolate. Hey, I was percolating a little bit. Like the cowboy? That's yeah, not I black cowboys. I'm percolating <laughs> over there. Put them beans on the old fire. <laughs> on the old fire. Fire. <clears throat> So as I was black cowboys talk fire. Yeah, they kind of did beat you over the head with that theme, and yes, it was absurd how easy it was to get in and out of the Imperial Star Destroyer because you know Imperial Star Destroyers at no point are treated um, with the same kind of laddie dot laissez faire kind of like. I don't know, attitude that Imperial Stormtroopers are treated with. Like, when you see a Stormtrooper, you point and laugh. When you see a Star Destroyer, it's a big deal. They All even did it on the show. They are like, oh, shit, they just showed up. Right. But they still managed to get on and off like it was nothing. Like, like it, twice. It was like, the, the Star Destroyer was like, had the ineptitude of a Stormtrooper. The entire Empire in the show... Was like that. And it fucking... It bummed me out so bad. Yeah, you wonder how they took over <clears throat> the galaxy. And a Star, a Star Destroyer is as big as a fucking city. Right. As powerful as Darth Vader and the Emperor are, there's still two beings in an entire galaxy. You need a force beyond that. And if that is your force beyond that, then I'm surprised that, like, Jabba the Hutt hasn't taken over the fucking galaxy. Because... I don't understand what's so big and bad about this empire. Which brings me to another point. Is Jabba the Hutt a big enough galactic presence that Ezra should be able to reference him? You know, I thought about that, and I don't know. I don't Maybe. Know. Like, there, Ezra, I guess, was born and raised on the planet Lothal. Maybe we find out later he's from Tatooine. I don't know, but I feel like... It's such a big universe that Jabba the Hutt is big shit on Tatooine. Maybe the maybe the tri-planet area tri of Pennsylvania, area. Ohio, and West Virginia. And Tatooine. <laughs> and Tatooine. Maybe they know who Jabba the Hutt is, but I don't think he should know who Jabba the Hutt is. I don't know. Boba Fett, he might know the name. You know what I mean? Boba like, Fett is the know. most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy, and he was doing jobs for this obscure Jabba the Hutt. Is that his but name? Is, Jabba but Jobs. how notorious is Boba Fett? He's the do most Lame, notorious do Lame, bounty hunter do Lame in the galaxy. Isn't that is? like his I assume thing? so. I mean, Darth Vader hired him. But Darth Vader is running the Empire. He should know everything. 
He has right, the so internet. But isn't Boba Fett's thing the most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy? Like, that's on his card when he's like, hey, man, you should check yeah, me I'm out. I'm like, oh, shit, you're either. the most fucking notorious. All right. 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 But Ezra is just a kid True. from a planet. Right. Do you know who the most notorious hitman on Earth is? Yeah, it's um the the Cuberts, right? Yeah, Joey Pencils. It must. <laughs> he sharpens his pencil. So we call callback, folks. Joey Pencils. You don't know. So why would he know who Boba Fett? We is? know who the most notorious bounty hunter on Earth is. Dog, right? That's the we know who he is. Right, he has a fucking show. Bra. Boba Fett probably has a show too. I suppose there's merit in that argument. <laughs> But Boba Fett doesn't have a show. Boba Fett is the fucking, like, the dark underbelly hitman of the world. We don't know who that is. So he shouldn't know who that is either. So he shouldn't have another step to Jabba the Hutt. I, I think it was a stretch. It could be. Maybe a little it could bit. be. In, within the Star Wars universe, there have been a lot of liberal usage of things from the planet Tatooine. Where everything from... When Obi-Wan says, ah, it may just be a wild bantha chase. Why are you saying that? <laughs> Number two. Um, uh, whenever, whenever... And are, they hard, are banthas hard to catch? They're fucking gigantic. Yeah, they right. move really slow. But they're slow as shit. Yeah. Secondly, like, whenever he goes to that bar... But are, that little... are gooses fast? I guess they're faster than banthas, right? I don't know, but... Have you? Yeah, it's like fucking yeah, Rocky yeah. trying to catch the chickens. Yeah, yeah. Well, it the is catching like of the, the chickens? Is that like a... <laughs> it's a traditional <laughs> thing in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's hard to do. The catching of the chickens. Every, every, uh, thank, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when turkeys. would you get... That's turkeys. You get uh, What's a chicken holiday? It's October 3rd, I think. Is this the Christmas special there, holiday? Is today the catching of the yeah, chickens? Yeah, October 3rd, the catching of the chickens. Oh, that's right. Day. What's the Christmas special holiday? Is uh, it off the oh, it's like Life Day. It's life life day. day. And then, maybe, maybe that's part of Life Day, the you, catching of the banthas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just real short. You just run up to its leg and just, it's like... <laughs> Done. I caught one. <laughs> Very good. The leg, and then it stomps you. And then it poops on you. Giant bantha turds. That's called poodoo in the Star Wars universe. Poo-doo. The other, the other thing was when Obi Wan. It's always revolving Obi Wan. Whenever he goes to the to the little diner, uh, in in the second Star Wars movie, and he's like, "Oh, I'm on 1950s Earth." And he goes, and then the the droid waitress says, "You want some Jawa juice?" Jawa did, juice. Did that's really, really that's really gross if you think about that. Jawa juice, like the teat of a Jawa. Yeah, but like, you know what fucking Obi Wan said? Jawa urine or Jawa diarrhea or Jawa like ground up Jawa. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. but like, it's all chunky. But do we know if Jawas right? are indigenous to Tatooine? We don't know, that, but we assume, right? Um, I feel like it's pretty safe to assume. Like Jawa juice, it, Jawa juice is like black, sand people, dark black. You don't put cream in it. No, no. How do you take your Jawa juice? Black, black, black. Like their faces. <laughs> like I take it black, like my podcast. Like your, like, <laughs> like your cowboys. <laughs> God damn it. So, um, I what else? What else did they? 
And then, and then obviously in Star Wars Rebels, they reference more fucking Tatooine shit with uh, Jabba the Hutt. Uh, that one, that's a little less like cringeworthy than Jawa Juice and Wild Bantha Chase to me. But still, I don't want Daisy Ridley to be from Tatooine. Yeah. I'm done with that. We don't need it to start there and it, again. It's, and it's a fine line because, you know, part like if they just went out and did all this new shit, which they probably should because it's a giant fucking universe, I'd be like, hmm, where's Bespin? I like you know? that you acknowledged it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like At if this you're point, going to oh. return to a planet in Star Wars, Tatooine's the one that you can It's like home base, kind right, of. right. It, yeah, I realize it's a little convenient. Everything kind of revolves around this one. And it's supposed to be such bowl. a shitty planet, too. It's not even like Coruscant. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't mind. I don't mind seeing it again. I love that planet. Do it again. Fucking go back. I want to see Bespin again. Oh, well, we'll get there. Will we? Yeah, fuck yeah. We got to see Lando. I don't know how many eight. years Billy D's got left on. Yeah, I don't think Did you see him on good. Dancing with the Stars? We saw dying he was with the stars. he was one waltz away from a heart attack. He was dying with the stars. We right? kind of saw his table at Steel City Con. He yeah, was sitting did. over there. He had a long line. We didn't go say hi to him or anything. But I've there. actually heard that Billy D's kind of like a diva. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was like Ian, come share a Colt forty five. Well, he might treat Ian differently than me, but then you were like, Dad. And then my real dad was like, aw. <laughs> so, uh, anything else for the old Rebels? Well, Do we think that going forward it's going to get better, worse, eh? I think it's going to get better. Because we don't know these characters at all yet. Like, I was comparing it a lot to the, the new Gotham show. Because that was the only other like recent premiere that I've seen. And... What the Gotham show has going for it is there's there's a lot of history that I already know. I already know who a lot of the characters are. So I'm just sort of like putting the pieces together right from the beginning because I know who's who. With Rebels, it's all brand new characters. Yeah, we have the Empire. We know what that is, even though this is the most bumbling version of the Empire we've ever seen. They're terrible. This is the, it's the cartoon show version. Um, but it's They're the fucking Wile E. Coyote. They um, kind of the are. Star Wars they, need to, they need to shore that shit up. They need to get the Empire at least a little more intimidating. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, I realize you need shit to kill to make it exciting. 29 deaths. That's about a death every two minutes. Um, but, I don't know. I, I think it'll get better. Once we get to know the characters more... I'm excited to watch more of it. I think that it will get better as well. There, there really um, wasn't... I'm sorry to interrupt. That's all right. There really wasn't, like, a main villain. You had that Callus uh, character, but he kind of sucked. For yeah. as much as... For as much as I loathe George Lucas for what he did with the prequels, God bless him for making battle droids to give <laughs> the Jedis something to just rip right through with those lightsabers. Yeah, and but cut in half and cut limbs off and do whatever you want with them because they're robots and no one's going to give you an R rating for doing that. Yeah, but uh, Disney, well, good old Disney didn't have a problem shooting people in the chest tonight, so 
Episode 3 had uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda doing a number on those clone troopers there for, for one of the sequences in epi well, Episode 3, like I just said. Um, Revenge of the Sith. And it, it got a PG-13, but I don't think it was because of that. It got a PG-13 because of when Anakin... That final lava, on fire boiling, skin-searing scene. Um, but, I mean, shit, you even had Yoda... Remember the sequence when the, the two biker scouts come up behind Yoda and he does the flip and he lops their heads off? That's a cool moment. We had a Jango Fett decapitation. Yeah, the Jango... Mm -hmm. yeah, and that was still a PG rating. If you look closely, if you slow it down frame by frame, you can actually see, as you see his helmet go flying off, his head gets chopped off, you actually see a shadow and you see his head come out of the helmet. A shadow of it. Murder. How to explain Star why Wars. Fall out when... Right. Yeah, there's no young, there's no yeah. head in young well acted Boba. In my out. mind, it always does fall because I think there's a twisted Toy Fair theater where it <laughs> fell out on his feet. So. So yeah, I, I'm optimistic about the show. This this to me um, was not without its fault, not by a long shot. I mean, it, it definitely was um, not a perfect, not a perfect pilot. However, there could be some cool stuff in store. And honestly, I think the show might end up being better than The Clone Wars. As cool as The Clone Wars, some of those episodes were, especially toward the end. Although I think the early episodes of The Clone Wars are pretty average. And this, I think, was a little better than average. We're laying into it a little bit tonight, but I do think it has potential to get better. Because there's a lot of shit that you have to do with a pilot. You need to you need to strike gold with that pilot. And I'm sure there's you know, Dave Filoni and the other producers of this show, they're fans. And I'm sure there's a lot of shit that, you know, they're sitting around in the writer's room like, Oh man, how cool would this be? That they wanna get in there and they're like, uh, we can't do that yet. We gotta we have to wait till we're short up, we're a success until we can get to that. But Ian, you said yesterday that they already greenlit a second season for this. Yeah, yeah. A second season has already been approved before, you know, one minute of the actual show is shown. So they must have a lot of confidence behind this. Um, it, it feels like Star Wars so far to me. It's not the characters that I love, but I think that I'm interested to follow these guys along and uh, see what, where they're going to take it. But I was surprised that it already has a second I like most there. of the characters, too. I like Kanan. I know you don't like his eyebrows. I like him. I, think he's I like him. I love that Freddie Prince Jr. voices him. I don't like his head design. I don't like his hair design. From his hair, the eyebrows, the stallion well, how, on his what, what kind of hair would you like him to have? Just give him Han Solo hair. That's just Nor just Nor no Ezra has like Rob Thomas Matchbox Twenty hair. Just give Kane normal <laughs> normal hair. You know he doesn't need to have the slick back ponytail. It's weird. The only character in the Rebels group that I really didn't like was Zebrilius. Oh, he was despicable. The character that was. The character design totally inspired by the original Ralph McQuarrie version. He of punched a child in the face. 
Yes. And they're going to say, well, he was wearing an Imperial helmet. No, he 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 was a stormtrooper. He hated kids. That's all. The entire time that he shares a screen with Ezra, he's like, I'm going to end you. I'm going to end you. I'm going to end you. And that dude's serious. He's going to kill people. He seemed to be the most one-note character of... The heroes we've seen. Yeah, yeah. He does seem a bit of a like a round character, though, where he will he'll come around and he'll end up being more likable and more of a team guy. And, and you know, he may end up being Ezra's greatest ally, the guy that has his back through everything. Uh, although he certainly didn't in this one. He, he kind of left him left him for dead. When uh, when he was captured by the Imperials, I can't help I can't help making Firefly correlations to from the crew of the Ghost to the crew of Serenity. Like every time I see Hera, the Twilight pilot, I see um, what's her face from. I don't know her name. Dom would know. He's in love with her. Yeah, the black girl that's on suits now. Like I see them, and Kaylee is the Boba Fett chick, and Kanan's clearly uh, Mal Reynolds, and it works. I mean, that setup, that dynamic of characters works. Um, but I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them really become their own characters because right now. After one episode, they're straight up archetypes, and that's it. Zoe Washburn yeah. is the character yeah. you're thinking of, but yeah. Um, so, Paul, you were pretty harsh on on the show. Do you think you're going to keep watching it, or yeah, I, I've, I'm a student of television. Ugh. The way as just, I am, the way you did that was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, it has potential. I mean, I. I'm on the stormtrooper side at this point for real. Oh yeah, I'm total, total empire all the way. But yeah, you know, I, I think it, I think it has potential, and I think as the series goes along, you know, the producers are fans, and they're gonna want to get some shit in there that we want to see. So I think we're gonna see some cool stuff as as the show progresses. So yeah, I'm in. Keep watching it. I also think that they're gonna they're gonna limit lightsaber battles in this compared to what they did in the Clone Wars. So when we finally do have the Inquisitor show up and have a lightsaber duel with Kanan, which we know is inevitable, it'll feel better. It'll feel like more I can't wait for this. I've, oh, I've been waiting whatever it ends up being. Three episodes for this and finally it's there. We're a whole season for this. It's going to be the first minute of the next episode. Yeah, right. Couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a lightsaber in the prequels. Or the Clone Wars. I'm also interested to learn more about these characters. Particularly Kanan. I want to like hear what his deal was during the Jedi Purge and how he escaped and like we joked about, he probably just didn't show up for Jedi class. It was a sick day for him. He was skipping. He was playing hooky. Uh, I got a cough, mom. <laughs> I well, can't it's, go it's in. what, 15 years after? 15 three. years. How old would you say this character is in this? Well, how old do you have to be? How old are you when you enter the Jedi Temple? I think they're very young. I think they're taking it like... Five? Infancy. No, infancy. infancy. I think. I, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe five. I would assume this guy's 25. 
Really? So maybe he's been through five... How old do you think he is? I get, I get 30. I was thinking Flat at least 30. 30. 32. Okay. 32. So maybe he's... You know, he's been through 10 years of Jedi training when the purge happens. He gets out. He's an apt apt pupil at 10 years old, so he's able to help out and get out. Maybe he doesn't... He's not just a worthless child, like you said. Maybe. And it seemed like the, the biggest event that took place in this episode was basically Kanan coming out as a Jedi. He just finally revealed to the enemy... Hey... That he is a cowboy Jedi. That what they meant by a cowboy Jedi? Yeah, ass sex. Uh, he's a broke back mountain cowboy <laughs> or a broke back mountain Jedi. So that's what I hear about black cowboys. Oh, so I think that him revealing himself that is kind of what's going to set up the whole kind of through line of this probably the first season is now the Inquisitor knows about him and now he's going to try to find him. That's what I assume the show will be about. Um, and we'll learn what the fucking Inquisitor is. Like, yeah, from what I understand, it's not a Sith, but, I mean, he's got a lightsaber. Yeah, they've got... And he's some, got yellow eyes like a Sith. They've got some interesting places they can take this. And we will keep the McSauce podcast listeners up to date as the season progresses. I think we're ready to wrap it up tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Cassell. I, I lied before. I said I was Zabarellius. Matt Cassell. You fooled us this entire time. Dog. Like we're the Empire. I know. Idiots. No. We'll see you next week. The old Zebra Oh.